Thank you for tuning into Diaries of a Dom, plus questions answered with me, Chastity Queen. In today's episode, I will be discussing the question, why male chastity? And how do fetishes play a role with chastity? I will be answering the following questions. Number one, why is locking a man up appealing to an uncaged partner? Two, why would a man want his penis locked up? Three, how can he touch himself? How can he please his partner? Even something as basic as urination or cleaning himself while caged in chastity. And number four, does the chastity cage hurt? So listen carefully as I discuss these four questions and provide solutions and explanations to help you navigate through chastity. Thank you for listening. Why male chastity? I hear this question so often from many submissive and slave-minded men who are novices to chastity, or have engaged in BDSM, but never tried chastity, yet find themselves curious. They wonder why locking a man up would be appealing or even pleasurable for an uncaged partner. Even more so, they wonder why a man would want to have his manhood locked up for a day, a week, or even much longer. How could he touch himself, please his partner, even question something as basic as urination. Or, even this, does the chastity cage hurt? It's a very regular question that is asked. And the perception of genital pain causes many men who perceive that it must hurt or is used by their uncaged partner to hurt or punish them to turn them off of chastity. Though there are men who do enjoy the idea of cock and ball torture, chastity is not simply just for those men. These are all valid questions and concerns when chastity is such a new concept to an individual. These questions are common and often the first step to entering the land of the chaste. Let me first answer some of those questions. 1. Why is locking a man up appealing to an uncaged partner? Well, locking a man up and taking control of the key is a form of power play or power exchange, and that is commonly the thread that runs directly through the whole concept of BDSM. Holding that key to a man's locked genitals means that the power is placed in the hands of their key holder, and that power is exhilarating. Number two, why would a man want his penis locked up? Well, many men who are interested in chastity are in power or alpha positions in their daily life and wish to relinquish that control 
to another person, or if they do not wish to engage with another person or have a partner that is not interested in chastity, they engage in self-locking to enforce the mental and physical restraint that they want to enjoy. It is a challenge to set a time span or be given instructions from your partner to stay locked up. Some submissives who are not alpha males in their daily life crave submitting by offering up their genitals as a sacrifice, so to speak. The longer they stay locked, the more successful they feel, because it is a sense of accomplishment to set goals and to reach or beat them. Number three, how could he touch himself, please his partner, even something as basic as urination or cleaning himself while caged in chastity? Well, that's a very good question. Now, masturbation takes on a whole new challenge in chastity. Many men have an addiction to porn and an excessive routine of masturbation that begins to disrupt their focus and success, and it even impacts their personal relationships. Jerking off becomes too all-consuming, and they choose chastity to regain some control over their manhood and over their habits. By being locked up, they cannot stroke their cock. It is a very effective tool. Edging can be performed by teasing the testicles with the hands or a vibrator can be used, and that creates the sensations throughout the cage, but ultimately, coming should be avoided. If a partner decides you cannot even edge, then that is decided and the rule is implemented. Pleasing a partner without the use of a penis simply means you must be more creative. Use your mouth to please a woman or a man orally. Give your partner massages and fuck her with dildos. You can become her sex slave or sex toy in that her or his pleasure is the most important focus. You become submissive and serve. When your focus moves from your own pleasure to that of the other partner, it inevitably benefits the relationship and trains you to be a pleaser, not selfish, not self-serving. And that is a fine accomplishment. As far as urination, each cage has a hole or holes for urine to escape. I often recommend to men to sit while urinating. It is definitely less messy. And if you have difficulty or are unfamiliar with cleaning your genitals when caged, there are a couple of suggestions that I can offer. If you have a metal barred cage, those lather balls uh, that you can buy at the pharmacy or at, at even at the dollar store, the, the scrunchy lather balls get extremely soapy with just a little bit of um, soap liquid mixed into them. And they are super effective in reaching all of the crevices to clean your genitals thoroughly and always rinse well so that you're cleaned, you know, 
exceptionally well. And you can do all of this while being locked. Now, if you have a plastic cage, it can be more challenging to clean yourself in that case. Uh, in that case, you can ask permission to unlock for a maintenance or a cleaning. And then you can relock after your shower or as your partner watches uh, from outside of the shower stall or inside, doesn't matter. Now, do not be sneaky about it. You may require, you know, a time limit and to leave the bathroom door unlocked so that your key holder can do spot checks. Um, otherwise, they might be in the room, as I said before. But these are ways that you can clean your chastity device and even the plastic cages, um, silicone cages, they can all be cleaned quite well without unlocking. You can use Q-tips, you can use lather balls, and you can use the nozzle of the shower head to really rinse them out. And afterwards, you can even, after patting your body dry with a towel, you can use on a low setting, low temperature setting, a blow dryer. And that works exceptionally well to keep things dry and keep things sanitary. Four, does the chastity cage hurt? So in almost all or most cases, no, it should not. The key is to properly fit your cage so that it can be worn often and for long periods eventually. Even if measurements are correct, there's a definite adjustment period for male chastity. Like anything new or unusual, it takes some getting used to. And jumping right into permanent chastity is not realistic or something that I would suggest. Erections in the morning will make the cage feel tighter, and that is totally normal. When it is flaccid, it will ease up again. Knowing that the cage is on is part of the turn-on. If it is a poor fit and easily slips out, it's not going to be an enjoyable long-term option or effective at all. You want a nice snug fit or it defeats the purpose of being caged in chastity. When your tube is the correct fit, it will make it much easier for the urethra hole to match up with a hole at the end of the chastity tube. Proper sizing makes chastity fun and much less fussy or messy. If you are purchasing a cage that has spacers, if you want a high and a tight fit, use a wider gap. And if you want a low and loose fit, the spacer, the gap, must be smaller. If your testicles hang high and are tight to your body, you should look for a wider gap. If your testicles hang low and has lo have lots of skin, you should look for a smaller gap. As your body adjusts to chastity, more adjustments can be made. But always remember, avoid cutting off blood flow by making sure you feel comfortable in your chastity device. Some people do not even know that chastity in both vanilla and BDSM relationships even exists. Let's discuss the basics. So what is chastity? Well, most lay people in society or 
those in vanilla land, those who are unfamiliar with BDSM or female-led relationships or role-play, can only relate chastity to a religious restriction that is regulated by a biblical law and is part of a path towards priesthood and piety. Of course, a religious facet does not exist in the chastity that I or my male submissives engage in. That fact actually makes enforcement of chastity that much more challenging for a dom. I cannot declare to all men under me that you must do it because God commanded it, and I am certainly not the voice of God who can command a man to remain sexless, a eunuch, and chastity forever, Now, even if that is my secret fantasy. <laughs> no, he must really want it. I can tell men to lock up, but it must be something that they consent to do before I can enforce it completely. Now, once they agree to be locked up in chastity and to give me their chastity key, or both keys, I have then been given the power to keep them locked up or unlock them. And that is only after any medical issues or decisions or discussions have been made in the event of an emergency. In that case, one key is to be kept by the submissive, and all of that is always discussed before locking. Establishing the boundaries and negotiating a scene or a partnership is primary and very necessary. I become a key holder only when those things are discussed and the submissive chooses to commit. And there are those that enjoy self-locking or have yet to find a key holder or a dom. Many men are currently engaging in chastity alone, and that's done by choice or even necessity, and that can also be a lot of fun. It's all about deciding what the purpose is and how to push one's own boundaries. It can benefit a man's relationship, provide protection from weak behavior. Chastity, as I said, is physical, but it's also more mental than physical for many reasons. Some wives use it to control their husband, and it might even facilitate a cuckold scenario within that marriage or partnership. The idea of a hot wife needing fulfillment from a man who is more well-endowed while a chaste husband watches is more popular than most people realize. It may be hidden by many men as it is something they do not wish to share with their peers or their buddies, but that does not mean it does not exist. Many men have this desire and fantasy, and it's okay. As I said, chastity can be a great tool in a dominant and submissive partnership, but it still requires choice and consent from both parties. There is a ton of trial and error involved, too. Most submissive or slave-minded men are pensive about so much involved within chastity. A big worry is what device should be purchased, or does it make sense to buy an expensive device if the man ends up deciding that it is not for him? What sizing is best? So many questions 
can lead a man to halt the potential for an amazing sexual awakening in chastity. I have seen men grow, ironically enough, by sticking with it and realizing their potential as a man, even and especially when the genitals are under tight lockup. BDSM stands for the following and is under three groups within the initial identification. The B and D stands for bondage and discipline. The D and S represents domination and submission. And the S and M signifies sadism and masochism. Under that broad term of BDSM are many branches of kink, fetish, and role play. And one that I believe can play a part in every aspect of those branches is chastity. In my experience, capturing a man's sexuality with chastity serves to take any other fetish that he enjoys and it escalates the eroticism of that specific turn-on. Fetishes can be varied and unique and they can evolve. I know a lot of submissives that please a dom. She will, will request maybe foot worship through foot massages with his hands, with his mouth, tongue, and though he may not initially enjoy it, they begin to develop a new fetish through that DS experience. That is just one example of a fetish that can grow based on pleasing someone else's needs ahead of one's own desires. My fetishes have developed throughout my own growth as a dom. One strong personal sexual fetish that has developed through doing this technique to submissive men is the art of tease and denial. For some time, I was unknowingly denying myself orgasms and edging as my slave was pleasing me. The more I denied myself an orgasm and the more I demanded my slave to edge me more, the more intense my eventual orgasm would finally be. The orgasms that followed were almost ticklish in nature, but were always better than the one before. The energy in my mind became more powerful than the physical energy I felt. The orgasms that I experienced through personal tease and denial were explosive in my mind. I found myself repeating the same denial methods and getting incredible results. And one day, I finally realized that what I was doing to men was what I began doing to myself. For years, I had been doing so much tease and denial on chaste men, edging them over and over again, and that natural routine actually turned itself on me. I realized that fetishes can be created through repetition and that there's truly no limit to how many fetishes one person can have. Now, two of my material or object fetishes are the chastity cage and keys. Those material objects, when viewed, touched, or when I hang a key or keys from my neck, can immediately turn me on. Now, I will say, some men think that showing me their cage and offering me their key or keys will strike an immediate erotic reaction. And that's false. When a man is trying to control me 
or elicit a reaction with a visual, it simply falls flat every single time. But why is that? Well, first, women and fetishes are much more complex than men with a fetish or fetishes. Men are visually stimulated without much forethought, but women want to be in control of their fetishes, and when they engage in them, they need to be in charge. Dominant women especially, more so than submissive females, are less apt to fall to the fetish without maintaining some sort of control. Control serves as a priority, as opposed to the visual controlling the dominant. Submissives, whether female or male, are easily triggered by the source of their desire. I had one submissive that loves hunters. They're a specific kind of boot. And when spring came and rain was falling more often, he had a visceral mind and body reaction to seeing anyone in hunter boots. It made his slave mind come out, and it took a lot of control for him to not just fall to the ground and worship every pair of hunter boots that he saw. Another reason is because the men are not coy about it. They will simply send me a photo and say, what do you think of my cage? There is no context and it's like shoving chocolate cake in someone's face. Even if they love chocolate cake, they do not enjoy it being shoved into their face without knowing what's about to happen or having given no consent. It's just rude and females do not react well to that. My partner's object fetish is K-Way, or a windbreaker material, and chastity. We have many other fetishes, but I wanted to distinguish that fetishes are not only a sexual transfiction of an inanimate object or objects, but can also be a specific person, a specific feeling, or a group of feelings. And you want to engage often with those things or that thing or that feeling, and are turned on by that. On FetLife, I'm actually listed as a fetish, and I have over 140 people that have listed me as their fetish. They love everything about me, and they follow me loyally. After years of experience in locking men up in chastity, I have confirmed again and again that chastity is freedom for men. The men feel it too. I give them freedom whenever I take that freedom away. That sounds unusually ironic, probably, but I've seen many men struggle with porn addiction, masturbation, unhealthy and unsatisfying relationships, and loneliness, and I have given them a reprieve by caging them up and taking away their key or keys. Whether chastity lasts a couple of hours during a professional dom session, a longer period of locking, or even an indefinite time in chastity, freedom is tangibly felt. When I lock a man, I always get excited. The feeling is a mixture of what I know about chastity being a source of controlling that man's body, but more so about controlling his mind. I can lock his cock up and hang that key on my necklace and immediately he becomes my 
submissive puppet or property. There was a time when I didn't quite connect the dots, but the pleasure was so strong for me that it opened my eyes as I analyzed it further. I knew how the submissive would react each time I locked him up. His eyes were almost exclusively dilated. His breathing was rhythmic and excited by the anticipation of my hand taking the cage and the key and locking him up. Bondage was a big part of the excitement of locking the cage, yet it's the mental restraint of that bondage that made me the most intensely thrilled. No matter what fetish a submissive enjoys, when I used chastity, it served as a tool that increased the levels of pleasure. And that is why I love chastity so very much. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Diaries of a Dom. I look forward to uploading the next episode very soon. I post a new episode every Friday evening at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So stay tuned. And don't forget, Locked in Lust sells the vice, a well-made and popular anti-pull-out chastity device that is available in many different sizes for men and in different colors too. When you purchase a device, use discount code Chastity Queen for your 15% off premium discount. That's Chastity Queen, all caps, no spaces. Until next time, my lovelies, thank you for being you. Thank you.